Ready and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast brought to us by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Tim Edwards, and Greyhound Racing uh, SA's manager, of course, racing manager, Sean Matheson, is joining me as well. Sean, welcome to the program. It's a big one this week. It's the 50th year celebration of Greyhound Racing at Angle Park. Welcome to the show, and what a big week it is. Yeah, hi, Tim. Yeah, great to be uh, with you today. It's going to be a great uh, meeting coming up this Friday, celebrating 50 years at at uh, the Angle Park venue. It's going to be a wonderful night. As you mentioned, 50,000 to the winner of the Anniversary Cup. So really looking forward to it. We've had some great racing over the past few months, and... You know, it doesn't stop there. As I said, Friday night's just going to be wonderful. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a massive night. We're going to preview the big races there on Friday night. As you said, Sean, $50,000 to the winner of the Anniversary Cup. So we're going to be looking at that race. We're going to be looking also at the SA Distance Championship as well. We're also going to have a chat to Paul Abella, who has got Auspicious Queen jumping from Box 1 in the Anniversary Cup. It's a big show this week, the big Dogcast edition concentrating on the 50 years. It's all coming up on today's edition. The Week in Review. Yes, the weekend review is brought to us as always by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our Gap SA Greyhounds and also the Gap Prison Programs. They're based right here in South Australia. If you want to know more about Fresh Pet Food Co., look them up, freshpetfoodco.com.au for more information. So we turn our attention back to last week, but before we do, Sean, we should touch on the E-Star Match Race Series. Now, uh, this was the, the meeting that I was uh, quarantined out of. Um, I wasn't able to be yep. there, but um, how was the crowd, Sean, and, and what a fantastic night it was. It certainly looked that way anyway on TV. Yeah, most definitely, Tim. I mean, the Thursday before Good Friday, we always get a great crowd out there at Angle Park, and, and um, the E-Star Match Race Series draws them out as well. I think it's a wonderful promotion, um, something different for the uh, for the casual person who comes on course, and obviously also the normal punters who really like to, you know, have a go at one of the dogs in each match race. So we had a wonderful crowd out there, a really family atmosphere, and the racing Tim was sensational as normal. We we have all the other stuff with the the dog rugs and the inside the boxes camera, which always comes up wonderfully well on Sky Racing, but. The matches themselves were terrific. And, it, you know, the first match was amazing to kick off the night where we saw Jack Swell just edge out, came and went in the first of the uh, of the four of them. Yeah, what a fantastic race that was to start us off. Uh, could have gone either way. Jack Swell, um, you could just tell at the home corner he was going to be right there. And he, he was just, he was going head and head with came and went. And probably if the, if the race had gone another 50 metres you still probably wasn't 100% sure who was going to win because Cayman Went was kicking back and Jackswell, just as he does, just kept grinding home. But, yeah, Jackswell was able to win. He ran a pretty good time in that first match race and uh, he was able to get the better of Cayman Went. And then, of course, we saw Fly for Tricks go up against Harbour Blues and, and Harbour Blues was pretty impressive, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. A bit of a surprise packet there, Tim. I think most people expected Harbour Blues to lead the match but fly for tricks possibly be too strong over the concluding stages. But Harbour Blues um, ran 30-16, which topped the leaderboard at that point. And I think mm. it was like about, you know, almost 30 to 1 for the overall, and it ran a 30-16. So it was a terrific performance by the Kieran Corby trained Harbour Blues and really just 
didn't give Fly for Tricks a chance to get into the race and, and really raced away. So the real surprise packet uh, of the series was Harbour Blue. Yeah, ran 30 and 16. And then v- fantastic Victor stepped out and bettered that time, ran 30.09 and was able to defeat Victor Grosso, who uh, ran pretty good time himself, 30 and 17, to, to say that as well. So fantastic Victor, yeah. the overall winner in the end, Sean. But um, I think you were tipping him uh, from memory. Yeah, I tipped fantastic Victor. Just I thought that he'd be able to get the lead and, and he'd be able to do his own thing in front. That was a wonderful match race, the third one there with Victor Grosso. As you mentioned, him 37th of Victor Grosso getting beaten. Mm. Um, so it was a terrific match race. They went very fast. But fantastic Victor, yeah, he showed his class and he was able to get the overall. The final one was taken out by Victor Hayden, who got the job done against his all-purpose. But probably slightly disappointing. Yeah. I know thirty thirty one, still a good time, but probably everyone thought he'd get really wound up. He'd have that clear running and really wind up past his all purpose. But to his all purpose credit, he kept he kept kicking. Yeah, he did. And, and look, Victor Hayden, he was very, very heavily supported on the tab markets as well during the day. But um, he ended up finishing in sixth position. So the overall finish yeah. was Victor. Fantastic Victor was the eventual winner for Aussie Chegia. Running 30.09, uh, Harbour Blues ran second, Victor Grosso ran third, and Jaxwell ended up in fourth position. It's always a fantastic night, that uh, match race series. Uh, it certainly brings a, a fair bit of entertainment there, and that was a couple of weeks ago. Of course, last week, Sean, we had the, the big heats of the SA Distance Championship and the Anniversary Cup. Uh, let's go back and yep. check the Distance Championship heats. Uh, Victor Hayden, uh, so impressive being able to win his uh, heat, defeating Sabon Panther and Zipping Nebraska. I was just so uh, impressed with the early sectional of Victor Hayden. And when they went past the yep. judge a lap out, he just accelerated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he showed his sprinting qualities, didn't he, Tim? Mm. And he, he certainly careered away from the opposition. And yeah, turning for home, it, it wouldn't have mattered if he tippy-toed to the line. He had that big gap on his opposition, set the race up mid-race. Um, and that was only his, I think, only his second ever yeah, 700. Was. The last 700 he had was quite a while ago. So first up at 700, off the back of, as we mentioned, the match race series and, and hard free-for-all racing. That was a terrific training performance by Tony to get him wound up enough. 43-14s, a really good time. And... Um, He's going to be really hard to beat in the final if he can reproduce that. Yep, he certainly will be. The second heat was won by Weblex Star, who was able to win for Neville Leckle, was able to defeat uh, Mr. Ibrox, who stuck on well. And Lashes Manelli continues to run on. And there's, there's a big race in her coming, I'm sure, at some point. But uh, what did you make of this heat, Sean? Yeah, I think it, um, it sort of went how most people saw it happening. Weblex Star leading and then just seeing particularly Lashes Manelli probably being able to chase her down. Um, Mr. Ibrox splitting the two was a very good run. Mm. But, yeah, Weblex Star, I mean, she came off the back of um, the Easter Cup over the 595 and over the 700. I think she's, um, you know, she's a really progressive type. I could easily see her going across to the Britons in Victoria in the coming few months and really stepping up with that distance. Lashes Manelli, Tim, I've got a sneaky suspicion that you might be one of your tips for the uh, for the final <laughs> Friday night because I know you're on Lashes Manelli um, in the heat. Yep. And she, she is very, very close. She didn't have an awful lot of luck and had to swing wide turning for home. Mm. So um, just where she lands in the final, where she'll end up. But she was a very good run. I know Tim would have her primed for this Friday night. Yeah, fifth run back this week. So we'll talk about that final a bit later on. So that were the two heats of the uh, distance uh, championship. 
Then, of course, we have the heats of the Anniversary Cup, which is the $50,000 race on uh, Friday night. Mally Magic, superb in defeating Stout Manelli in the first heat. Now, Mally Magic ran 30 and 22, went a 5.26 early. Now, that's the quickest he's gone early, and he just pounced mm. out of the boxes, Sean. He's getting better with his box uh, position starts, isn't he? No, he is. I mean, he's a, he's a SA Derby winner, Mally Magic, mm. and probably hasn't hasn't sort of hit the height there. He did win the feature 5.95 over the Christmas period, the Festival of Fire, but the 5.26, Tim, as you mentioned, was the key there for him. Mm. Um, he rolled to the front, and then... That was it. Like, and he had a lot of good dogs in behind. Mm. Stout Manelli was chasing. We had the Victorian Aston Ulysses, who was they were strong in the market. But mm. he just ran away and super impressive. But it's the five twenty six that's the key. If he could come out like that, most races he'd be, um, you know, he'd be in the top one or two sprinters. But it's just that little bit of doubt at times. Mm. But um, he ran really well. Yeah, he did. He was superb. And, and Stout Manelli was brave in defeat. That was his first run for about uh, six weeks. So uh, he'll be better for that performance. Aston Ulysses, interesting. We'll talk to Paul Abella a bit later on about uh, what happened with that particular greyhound. It certainly didn't uh, It didn't stretch out. Uh, in the second heat, we had Threaten win, uh, defeating Victor Grosso and Auspicious Queen. Now, Threaten uh, surprised a few, ran 30 and 48 the time. There was trouble in this race. Don't tell Bluey didn't really come out like he should. Jack's well, of course. Um, Auspicious Queen ran okay first look. Victor Grosso was a bit flat. So it was, it was a very intriguing race and, and threatened one, but I don't think anyone would have tipped him. No, I, I, I don't even think the, the kennel probably tipped him no. as well. Um, he went around at $34. And, you know, I mean, I mean, he's been a good dog for a long period of time for the Rawlings kennel. And, and he was, um, he'd drawn a good box. Um, and he used that to full advantage. And you know, you know, in feature races, if you can lead, and if you, there's a little bit of trouble, you can pinch one or two of these. And that's mm. what Threaten was able to do on on Thursday night last week. He thirty forty um, eight is still a very very good time. And but the sort of the dogs in behind just took a while to get out of trouble. And by mm. that time, the race was over. So. I expect the Victor Grosso and Auspicious Queen to go, you know, to be ready for Friday night. Threaten might struggle in the final, but a terrific training performance because Threaten's a, an older dog getting towards the end of his mm. career. But to make the Anniversary Cup final is a terrific training performance. And he did the job. He, he used his box to full advantage. All right. Well, the last heat, uh, this dog here, Kinrock Star, he's got some tricks, but he's got a massive motor. Now, he was able to win running 30 and 39, defeating Fantastic Victor. He ran down Fantastic Victor, gave Fantastic Victor about three or four lengths early. Um, yep. Now, this is the dog, Sean, that about a month ago stayed in the yes. boxes at Angle Park. I've never seen it happen ever. Uh, just did not want to come out at all. Uh, yep. he, he's, he must be a frustrating dog for Troy, but I tell you what, uh, he has got a massive motor, and he's the X factor in the race on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, if you if you watch a lot of the racing at Angle Park, certainly with the new redevelopment, um, I mean, dogs can win from anywhere, but at, at top level, at free-for-all open company, they don't come from, you know, worse than midfield in a sprint race and run over the top of what's con probably considered the best sprinter in the state mm. after winning the match race series in Fantastic Victor. Fantastic Victor had to work quite hard to, to get to the front, but Kinrock Star just came from nowhere out wide and ran over the top 
he did miss the kick as well yeah. in, in the heat mm. as well. So he didn't come out. But I did, I mean, I noticed him over the last few weeks. You could not have noticed him what he's been doing. He's been running sensational times at Gawler. He ran 30, a tick over 37 seconds for the 6.43 at Gawler, which no dogs really get close to over the 6.43. Um, and he went to, took him to Broken Hill for the Cup Series and he didn't make the Cup final, but he, he ran around in another race and he ran past Major Major as if, as if Major Major was like a maiden class mm. performer. We know Major Major is a super sprinter. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of upside with Kinrock Star. And as you mentioned, Tim, he's the X Factor. I don't think any of the main challenges will want him clear running over no. the last half of the race because he's the dog that, that can come off speed um, in this feature race and be really hard to hold out at the end. You, he was one, probably the best run across Australia mm. on Thursday night. The performance he put up was amazing. Oh, it certainly was. Um, and he is going to be uh, very interesting to watch what he does there on Friday night. So they were the heats. It's brought together a cracking field, which we'll talk about shortly in the preview. But that was the week in review. It's all thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. Uh, they're all here in South Australia. Look their website up, freshpetfoodco.com.au. The Preview. Yes, the preview is brought to us by the 50th anniversary celebration at Angle Park on Friday night. Free general admission for a huge night of racing. There's going to be trackside food vans, there's bars, there's kids' activities, live music, gates open at 5.30. We're crossing everything, Sean, that we get a good night weather-wise and and we can have a, a sensational night there and a real celebration of nights, 50 years. There's so much going to be happening on track. There's a lot of memorabilia there as well, Sean, and... Um, it's yep. a bit of a race callers night there too on Friday too. We should touch on that uh, past and present race callers will be joining in and calling a, a race on the night. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to that. Um, as you mentioned with the race callers, a lot of voices people um, would have heard over the journey will, um, you know, their dulcet tones will be cast <laughs> across the, yeah. the radio waves and sky racing. I think it's, it's, it's terrific to do those sorts of things, bring those guys back and, um, you know, who've been, wonderful contributors to the industry and really Tim we spoke about it with, with feature races really make races as mm. well um so we mentioned your hooked on scotch Adelaide cup call um you know really makes the race and mm. certainly like the Brett Lee track record and and the likes of those so you'll hear some yeah. of those guys calling which will be and they'll be on course so it'll be great to see them there on the night as well yeah well Brett Davis of course uh, our leading gallops caller here in SA now he'll be there he'll be calling a race as well of course he was the man that called Brett Lee breaking that track record. So um, Brett uh, Davis will be there. Uh, Jimmy Jakes will be calling a race. Uh, Peter Smith, a name that you wouldn't have heard of for a long time, but uh, Pete's done various roles in racing, but he was uh, he was calling the harness there for a while. He also called some greyhounds. He stepped aside a while ago, but uh, he's keen to come back. Uh, Jimmy Jakes, as I said, Brenton Yates, myself. Unfortunately, we, we tried to get hold of Terry McAuliffe and, uh, and Jamie Braidwood, a, a name of many, many years ago, but unfortunately those two people could not be there for certain reasons on Friday night. So, uh, But it's going to be a fantastic night and a little bit of something different for one of our features there on Friday too, Sean. So uh, for those people listening uh, and watching, uh, just stay tuned because there's going to be something different happening for the distance staying event on Friday night as far as the callers are concerned. So uh, lots to look forward to. As far as the feature race, let's first of all look at the distance championship, race number six. Yep. Um, 
Now, Victor Hayden's come up with box number one. Mr. Rybrox has come up in two. New Year Tears in three. Lashes Manelli in four. Uh, Sabon Panther in five. Weblex Star, she's got that picket fence against her name in six. Zipping yep. Nebraska in seven. And Sean's Jinx in box number eight. Well, are you going with Victor Hayden, Sean, drawn the red? Um, I'm not, Tim. Okay. And... Uh, I, and I, I, he's drawn exactly where he wants to be. Mm. I just have a little bit of a thing, you know, second up over 700. I, we see some dogs put in wonderful performance, and Victor Hayden was wonderful last week. Just the second run, they mm. can be a little bit flat. Mm. And I'm, I'm sort of thinking that, and I'm sort of thinking there's a couple of other stayers in the race that um, have that, you know, season 700 form, and, and they, they'll get the job done, I mm. think. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning away from Victor Hayden. I am worried about his mid-race pace, particularly if he was able to lead. But in looking at the, the, the speed of the dogs, I think the second heat was the stronger heat for mine um, last week, which brought Weblex Star and Lashes Manelli. I'm looking at those two mm. being more of a dominant factor in the race, where I, I really do think Weblex Star has the speed to actually lead this race. And she... Um, Last week, she was challenged really strongly um, and it looked like both Ibrox, Mr. Ibrox and Lashman were going to go past, but she fought on really well um, and, you know, was was somewhat holding them to the line. I think she'll lead. I think there could be a little bit more trouble in the race for some of these other dogs who don't have her speed. And I think she can pinch a break. So I'm going to look at her on top for mine. We're Black Star, Lashes Manelli. I am very worried about Lashes Mellon. Tim Aloisi would have her really ready mm. to go this Friday night. And an ounce of luck for her early stages of the race. We'll see her right in the race. I'm just a bit worried where she will be. Um, and then I would put Victor Hayden in for third. I'm just a bit, I just think he might just be a little bit flat last week. Um, how did you sum up the race? Yeah, well, I see it a little bit differently, Sean. I see, I see Victor Hayden as the one they have to beat. Now, I think for him to win, he needs to begin or he needs to hold the back of Mr. Ibrox. I think Mr. Ibrox from box two can actually boot through and sort of hold the lead from Sabon Panther and Webleck Star. Now, if that is the case and Victor Hayden sweats on that pair as they spin into the home straight, his acceleration that we saw last week, I think, might get him clear mid-race and it might be enough to hang on. So um, he's such a, a very good young dog, Victor Hayden, and... Uh, they've obviously targeted this race with him, the Rasmussen team. So I'm going with what I saw last week, and I think he can back that up, Victor Hayden, and win. I'm putting in Weblex Star as the main danger. She's ultra consistent. I think she'll, even if she doesn't lead, she's going to run the trip right out. And Lashes Manelli, well, she let me down last week. Uh, we made her the best bet on the program, but she's looming as as a win is coming. And, and I would love to see her win a feature race like this because I know they had some trouble getting her back. Um, we did that interview yep. with Tim Aloisi um, earlier this year, and uh, this would be a terrific story if Lashes Manelli can so, sort of park midfield and and get to the outside down the back. So I'm going one, six, and four. But um, look, if Victor Hayden happened to miss the kick uh, and the six does clear them, Webleck star, they might be hard pressed to run her down. But I just think Mr. Ibrox might find the lead. But anyway, I've gone one, yep. six, and four, and you've gone six, four, and one. So we're around the we're around the mark anyway, Sean. Well, and also, Tim, as you mentioned, the staying races in South Australia, in, when we get to these feature races, they're, they're wonderful races. You know, mm. they, they chop and change and, you know, mid-race, you don't necessarily know who's going to win. So this is another addition. It's a long history of the SA Distance Championship. And whoever wins on Friday night will be a, a justifiable winner because, um, 
you know, it's pretty much the, the feature staying race for the whole year. So, I mean, good luck to all the connections. Yeah, definitely. Now, the 50th Anniversary Cup Race 8, the feature. What a wonderful race it's going to be. $50,000 to the winner. Uh, fantastic prize money. Auspicious Queen comes up with the red. That's where she wants it. Two Howling Hoss in position two for Shelley Trengove. Uh, Threaten comes up with box number three. Kinrock Star, the X-Factor dog we spoke about, box four. Mally Magic comes up with the five. Victor Grosso, six. Fantastic Victor, seven. And Stout Manelli, who's having his second run back, is box number eight. Well, this has thrown together a fantastic race. Now, Wizardry Things and Don't Tell Bluey are the reserves. Don't Tell Bluey, I think, uh, if he was to gain a start, he'd certainly be a chance too. But um, where are you going here, Sean? Which way are you leaning in this fabulous field? Well, as you mentioned, what a fabulous field. The first thing I think to get right is who's going to lead. And mm. I think that's the, the hardest yes. question because I looked at the, I, I've, you know, I sort of, if they, if they begin at their best, who, who will lead? But there's so many dogs, they have such even um, mm. first split times. So I've looked at perhaps them all getting to the first turn together. Mm. So um, I'm actually leaning to Kinrock Star um, okay. for Troy Murray. I actually, this dog loves the rails. I actually think as long as he doesn't miss it too badly. Yeah, stay in the I boxes. He, let's hope he doesn't for Troy's sake. Mm. I know. Let's hope he doesn't do that. But I mm. think if he, I'm okay if he misses it slightly because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be in congestion on the first and he won't be. There's too much speed in the race. Mm. He'll just be able to go across the rails. I think the key to the race for the whole race is number two, Howling Hoss for Shelley Trengove. The reason being, Howling Hoss can begin, but he does like to use a, a little bit of the track. He likes to keep off a little bit. Mm. If he can keep, if he keeps off and he keeps some of the real speeds, as like, um, you know, Fantastic Victor in particular, Mally Magic Victor Grosso keeps them off a little bit. Auspicious Queen will have the opportunity to kick through. I can envision, and obviously Threaten as well would be kept wide. I haven't envisioned that um, Kinrock Star will just jump onto the rails, push up hard onto the back of Auspicious Queen. Mm. And if she's able to then kick through, I think that he's in the prime position to run past. Second half of the race, no dog will come home faster than him. He just needs clear running. So I'm looking at there being um, tight racing on the first turn with no firm established leader. Um, and hopefully Auspicious Queen gets the opportunity to push through. Put her right, put her right in the race, Tim. She does love the red box. Mm. Um, but Kinrock Star, I'm looking over the last half of the race, he's going to be too hard to hold out so long as he does come out of the boxes, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, how did you read the race, and, and particularly, obviously, early doors, which is key? Mm, yeah, I, I, I tossed up between Mally Magic and Fantastic Victor, who I think might find the lead, and I just feel Mally Magic's sort of becoming the new dog of South Australia. I just think this dog has got so much upside. We saw him in the Derby. We've seen him come back this preparation extremely well. I think he's come back better than last prep. And I just think he's going to continue through the grades, Mally Magic. And the fact that he's now beginning better, and if he reels off a 5.26 like he did last week, he's got Kinrock Star, Kinrock Star drawn underneath, and he's got Victor Grosso drawn outside him. So there's no real speed immediately outside of him. So... If he can hold his position early and hold fantastic Victor out on that first corner, and if he leads, I don't think yep. there's anything here that can run him down. So I'm going Mally Magic to go back-to-back -back after winning last week. And I think I rate him. I really do, Mally Magic. I've got him on top. Uh, fantastic Victor. He was run down last week, so 
that doesn't normally happen to him. So he's very consistent. He'll go forward, and if he's up near the speed, he's going to take some catching. Kinrock stars the big X factor for me. I've got him in his third selection. As you said, Sean, if he begins and sort of misses any trouble, uh, if he's getting a clear run down the back, I think they're all looking for him late. Now, uh, this is a big yeah. class rise for him, Kinrock star, but he keeps progressing. So um, he's my third selection. And I've got number one, Auspicious Queen, into run fourth. I'm just not sure where she's going to end up in the run. But look, that's leaving out Stout Manelli, um, who's having mm-hmm. its second run back. It's leaving out Victor Grosso, who, of course, won the Gawler Cup from box uh, number six. So... Yeah, difficult uh, difficult race to assess, but if I'm playing a first four, these are the numbers I'm having, five, seven, four, and one. Um, that looks to be a fabulous race. It could go a number of ways, Sean. Stoutmanelli might come out and ping and clear them all. Well, Tim, that's the thing. I mean, I think, I mean, for Stoutmanelli, just for that dog, I mean, he, I think he's reliant a little bit on Fantastic Victor. Mm. If Fantastic Victor begins as he normally does, Stoutmanelli could get the absolute perfect run into the, into the race, yeah. you know, if he was sitting second on the uh, on the hip of fan, uh, Fantastic Victor into the back straight, mm. well, we know how strong he is, and he's a feature race winner. So he puts himself right into the race. But as mentioned, the key to the race is is you know the first fifty meters to the winning post. Um, if if anyone can pick the the leader, I think they go a long way to, to finding the winner. Yeah. Um, but it's a wonderful addition. Um, quite a fitting. Final, I think, Tim, for the, to celebrate the 50 years of Angle Park, to have this wonderful race on the Friday night. Um, it's going to be a, a wonderful race. And, you know, the best sprinters in, in South Australia, Auspicious Queen adds that interstate mix to it. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a really highlight. So 50,000 to the winning connections. You know, good luck to them all. What about your best bet, Sean? What's the best bet for Friday night? Not Thursday, but Friday. Okay, so Friday night. So... There are a couple I like. I think a couple will be very short. So I'm going to go one that I don't think is going to be odds on. Mm. And I'm going to go race nine, Tim. Mm. Number two, Victor Reed for Lisa Rasmussen. Uh, a couple of runs ago, over the 5.95, ran second, um, I think, to Weblex Star in the feature. Um, when it drew one, it's drawn two here. Queen of Fire, I think, will probably lead because it did lead last week. Victor Reed gets a beautiful run and, and has the real strong um, run home time. So... I expect Victor Reid, I expect him to be winning race nine on the card on Friday night. And mm. yourself, your best bet of the night? Yeah, I think it's Don't Tell Bluey in race five, but um, depends what sort of odds they put up. But uh, Don't Tell Bluey for me, uh, he's one of the best dogs in SA right now. And he drew the pink last start in the heats of the uh, the feature anniversary cup. And he just couldn't get over and he cost himself any victory there chance. But uh, look, I think he'll win there on Friday night, race five, number three. I'll be backing him. And whatever I get there, Sean, uh, I'm going to have something, <coughs> excuse me, on La La Hibiscus in race 12. She's ready to win. Um, she's just beautifully boxed there on Friday night. She's drawn to follow out. I'm gifted too, who I think will lead. And La La Hibiscus will be very strong late. So they're the two I'll be backing, race five, number three, and race 12, number one. But as you said, it's going to be a wonderful night's racing. And We'll look forward to seeing you down there on Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a great night. Plenty of atmosphere, plenty of memorabilia, a few other little things going on. We've got a, a book being released and a, a few other little things. So, I mean, it's definitely a night not to be missed to celebrate the 50 years of Angle Park. Yep, looking forward to it. That's coming up Friday night. That's been the preview. The interview. Yeah, the interview this week on the Dogcast. We're about to focus on the big one Friday night, the Anniversary Cup, and Paul Abella is going to join us on the Dogcast. How are you, Paul? 
Yeah, very well, mate. Yourself? Good, thanks. you got Tim Edwards and Sean Matheson here from South Australia. First of all, congratulations with Auspicious Queen. She's made the final there on Friday night. And she's come up with box number one, which she's got a pretty good record. She's won three times from before. Yeah, very happy with the red. Um, she um, she does actually grow a leg off the red, so she puts her best foot forward. I'm pretty confident. So. All right. Well, she's, as I said, won three times from box number one. Um, what did you make of the heat run behind Threaten? There was some trouble in that race early, but she was able to get her way through the pack and get into the final. Yeah, I was very happy with the run. When I went back and watched it again, even during the run, I personally think she was only going three-quarter pace because she had nowhere to go. There was a dog in front of a dog outside, and then she saw daylight the last 20, 30 metres, and she took off, and um, she just qualified. So, yeah, we're just happy to qualify. That was the, the job for, for last week. Now, you said she grows a leg from box one. Um, is she a chance of leading? Can she lead this field? Yes. Okay. Yes, very. I, I, I think she does lead. Okay. And you'd be confident if she's leading that there's nothing that can run her down in that race? Yeah, well, it was the first time she saw the track, and she went 5.27, and the four was actually run her off a bit, and I think Ben Rawlings' thing went 5.20 off the red. Now it goes to the middle, and she actually went nearly the second fastest first section, so... Yeah, she's actually a very strong bitch, but last week was her first 500 for nearly three, four months because she had a season. So mm. she's got massive improve, improvement for this week. Yeah, well, I know Sean uh, Matheson, who's with me now, he was actually, Sean, you were pointing out the fact that you weren't sure who was going to lead. So Paul might have cleared that up for you. Well, no, absolutely. I think, um, and her record sort of justifies that, that she, she does like the inside drawer. And, and Paul, um, it is her third run back as well so I think keeping that in mind as you mentioned she she had a bit of time off she went to Warrigal ran ran a really good second just run down in the concluding stages and then um, second run at a new track over 530 um, there has to be plenty of improvement in her and third run back she'd just be primed with that clear running to the first and if she can utilize box one I can understand your confidence yeah very like she's gone 29.8 at the Meadows off the red. She's gone 29.4 at Sandown. Like she's a, actually a serious greyhound. And nothing against the Adelaide, but she's coming over there. It was the first time she went there. First time she's been in the car to travel that far. I, she had a little um, trial on Monday, just a hand flip, and she went as quick as she's ever gone. Um, I'm going in the race pretty confident, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, you, and will you guys you, will you travel across on the day, Paul? Um, is that what you, you did? That's what you did last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll keep everything the same. I'll um tra- I'll leave in, in the morning, just just with with her, and we'll just take our time and um hopefully um hopefully she just does everything right. She just comes out nice and she holds she holds them all out. Uh, Paul, can I ask you about a couple of other greyhounds? Aston Ulysses, um, he was in the heats last week. Um, he looked like he might have pulled up a bit short. Um, was there something wrong with him after the race? Yeah, he did. He pulled up very sore. I, I, I had my heart my mouth going through that first corner when I saw him. Got, I think it was the one or the two just ran straight off and hit him and turned him sideways. And He was actually going left and he back half went right and he was twisting and I thought the worst straight away so 
he's a big dog and um, yeah, he'll have a few weeks off now, but nothing major, just uh, pulled up a little bit sore. I think that was the biggest shock of the race is how how uh, far back he finished and even calling the race myself, Paul, I was looking thinking, oh, there's, there's got to be something amiss with this fellow. Yeah, he copped a fair whack. When I went back and saw the replay, like he's, he's when he got hit the first cor- corner, he didn't matter if you Aston Rupi, you no. just can't recover from a, a whack like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But he got around safe, and that was the main thing. He's, he's a good dog; he owes us nothing. So, and the dog deserves deserves a break now. What about your other star, Five Star? Now, what's happening with him? Now, we haven't seen him since January. He broke his uh, hock, was it, in a trial I saw back in January, uh, Paul? Yeah, yeah, he broke his hock. Um, probably worst moment in greyhound racing, yeah. to be honest. That when he when he done that, like he, he was he was about to launch. Mm. I, I'm confident to say that he would have been the number one star in Australia. Um, He's back home. He's back with me. Um, he went home to the owner's place, and they've done a power of work with him, mm. swimming in that. So he's come back in the race kennel. He's been with me for two, two to three weeks. Um, yeah, um, he's going okay. We're just galloping at the moment. But if he, if he does, if he's shown sign of soreness and, mm. and he doesn't want to run, um, he'll live on the couch for the rest of his life. Keo's just nothing that greyhound. No. It's a shame. Dead set shame, um, but that's greyhound racing. So we've got to move, move, move on, and just um, look, look, look after him. Yeah, so he's a real star. He's won seventeen races from forty-one starts. He's a stayer. He's won six in a row. So, so the idea is to get him back racing, sort of the end of May, maybe Paul, after he's had enough time and he's to get his fitness back up to where it needs to be. Yeah, we haven't put it. I spoke to the owners, and I said I'll put six to eight weeks into him at home. Um, and then we'll give him a couple of little trials at the puppies, and we'll see how he pulls up, and um, and we'll just see what happens. We haven't put no timeline on it, no racing. There's no racing. We're just going to see what happens. See mm. if because it was a pretty bad in- injury. He's got two screws in the hock. Wow. Um, he he's done a good job. So if he does come back, and it's hard dogs like him because when he comes back, he has to race the best of the best, and you can't afford to lose any lengths. Mm. Um, so our fingers are crossed. We're hoping, but if not, he'll he'll live on our couch and yeah, and he'll 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 just live out a a good life. And the ride we had with him was brilliant, cut mm. short, shattering, but yeah, that's our game. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, we wish him the very best of luck. Hopefully, we, we want to see the, all the best greyhounds on the track racing, and, and he is certainly one of those. So uh, best of luck with him and also Aston Ulysses, and more importantly, best of luck with Auspicious Queen on Friday night. It's going to be a fabulous night. 50 years, 50,000 to the winner. Uh, hopefully, she can run well for you, Paul. Thanks thanks very much. Well, I'm really looking forward to the race and really looking forward to, to the night. So I can't, I can't wait. Good stuff. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Thanks, Paul. Okay, Paul, Paul LaBella there, our, well, our dog cast trainer today. Sean, uh, pretty confident that Auspicious Queen can hold a forward position and potentially lead that field on Friday night. Yeah, really interesting to hear him. Um, you can tell the confidence, doesn't mm. he? He's got plenty of it. Yep. Um, I did speak to him earlier in the week, and I said, are you bringing any other dogs across and all that? And he goes, no, no, we'll just bring Auspicious Queen. Um, he, he seemed very confident, and he just he was was keen to enjoy the night and mm. you know if he if he can take home the major prize oh, i'm yeah. not surprised he'll really want to enjoy it yeah. so 
I mean, wish him all the best. I mean, he adds that 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 extra flavour to mm. the race. Um, and yeah, it was great to get that insight on what he thinks might happen. I mean, um, that will really turn turn the race on its yep. head if he if she actually pushed through and led. Yeah. Sure. Well, then you start wondering if she leads, who's who's good enough to run her down, don't you? But um, anyway, it's going to be a fascinating race. We'll all be there to enjoy it on Friday night, Sean. So um, thank you for being part of the Dogcast again. We'll do it all again very soon. Yeah, thanks, Tim. As mentioned here, Friday night, um, encourage people to get out there, experience you know, the 50 years. It might look a little bit different than what it was in 1972, but yep. um, pretty much still the basic um, basic. And place is, is still there. The, the, they did a wonderful job with the restaurant um, mm. back in 1972 to build it. And that still st- stands up today in what you get at a at a prime feature race venue. So um, yeah, Friday night. Let's hope the weather stays away for us and uh, we get a nice crowd and a, a really fitting celebration for uh, for Angle Park. Yep, certainly so. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Tim.